Welcome back to the WISP podcast, where we celebrate amazing humans trailblazing in security and privacy. I'm Nicole, your dopest hostess with the mostest, and I'm excited that you came back to join us. So for those of you who are new to this party, this podcast is dedicated to celebrating the folks who are a part of our amazing WISP community. And I'm proud to introduce our next guest, a first for this platform, a gentleman who goes by the name of Ken Wellington. Welcome to the show, Ken. It's great to have you. Thanks, Nicole. I'm happy to be on. Yes, yes. I'm super excited in more ways than one, right? Not only, so typically we interview members of the WISP community, you know, people who are looking to expand or kind of build on their career in security or privacy. One of our last episodes, we actually had a member of the podcast team. And now today your relationship with WISP is a little bit different than everybody who we've had on the podcast thus far. So tell me about your relationship with the women in security and privacy community. Sure thing. So a couple of, a couple of my own personal members from my company, ECA, Airlines and Cyber Academy, um, have been members of WISP in the past. So I said to reach out towards you guys to see if we could build a partnership together. So we've been in that process for a couple of months now, and now it's official. So I've been trying to get on with you guys to showcase what I can do and help your guys' team out as much as I can. Yeah. So tell me about the partnership. So what is this partnership? Well, first, let's take a step back. Tell me about ECA, and then let's get into what the partnership with the WISC community will entail. Absolutely. So Ellington Cyber Academy, or ECA for short, we are a training and coaching training services provider. Um, that gives SIM, SOAR, Endpoint Security, Technology Stack training uh, to our various members and our various partners. So think of Splunk, Splunk Enterprise Security, XOR, um, Splunk Phantom, those technology stacks we primarily train our members in. So they're able to get jobs and better salaries and opportunities after they finish the programs. We've been in work to try and get, get more partnerships as well to try to expand that. So for example, we're in the process of creating a threat intelligence and vulnerability management course starting Q1 of next year to try to um, expand our reach a little bit more. Very cool. Very nice. I love the idea of, I know so many people, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier, you know, who want to break into cyber or who are looking to understand which domain of cyber they want to work in. They focus a lot on getting certifications, but there is nothing like hands-on experience. It really takes your um, interview, if you will, um, to a whole nother level, right? I think Splunk is like probably one of the more common, commonly used tools across our, our industry and one that's very important. So I am really, really super excited to, to talk to you today and even more excited about the partnership with the WISP community. So as ECA, you know, is building their brand and looking for different organizations to partner with and collaborate with, what inspired you to partner with the WISP community? So one of my big things is always trying to get back towards the community and trying to promote people of color, minorities, people that normally don't get these opportunities in cybersecurity. They try to uplift them however I can. And WIPS uh, does a really good job of doing that. So they're a natural progression for us to try to partner with. A lot, especially a lot of my apprentices I take on are either women or people of color that normally don't get those opportunities. So I try to be extra hands on with them to, so they're able to get those awesome jobs that they've been trying to get. I love that. I love the intentionality around that. But you are a man of many talents and a jack of quite a few trades. So outside of the work that ECA does with WISP, tell me about what Ken does on a day-to-day -day basis. So I do have a nine to five job. So I work with one of the big four consulting firms um, here in Dallas, and I've been with them for almost two years now. And there I specialize in similar technologies. 
Um, so I help design and upscale solutions for our various clients who are normally Fortune 500 companies. Very nice. I'm also a big four alum and I will tell you it was brutal. It was challenging, but it was some of the best foundational experience I could build in my entire career. The level of executive presence, the level of attention to detail, my writing skills, speaking and collaborating with different levels of seniority across not only the firm, but different client companies has proven to be so, so invaluable throughout my career. So I, I love that that um, that's a part of, of your journey. Why do you feel that the work you do, whether it's with ECA or with the firm, why do you feel that work is is, is important? So I would say I'll go to ECA first. That's, that's like my passion. So I get a lot of, I guess I would say, I don't know, gratitude or validation from doing that. Uh, I get to work, really work with people that normally wouldn't ever have the opportunity to work with these technology stacks or get these hands-on skills, right? Compared to with my um, nine-to-five job, right? My job's important, but I do know that something happened towards me, they would replace me pretty quickly, right? Because it is a multi-billion-dollar company, so it is business. I don't, I don't, get, I don't get that type of validation from my normal job, right? And ECA gives me that. So it's like a really awesome opportunity for me, and a lot, a lot of the cool skills that I do learn from my normal job, I do take back towards just to so able to get that real world, that real world experience, which is very hard to garner from like a normal college environment. Yeah. What did you study in undergrad? So initially, I did business management, but I switched towards MIS and cybersecurity uh, for my degree. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. So what inspired? So. Let's talk a little bit about the ECA journey, because what what I can appreciate is that a lot of people are looking to kind of formalize or monetize or create work around their passions, right? We've seen a lot of that spring up throughout the pandemic and people are making wonderful strides. But I think some of the people, you know, who aspire to be on that journey may be a little intimidated or they may encounter a lot of challenges and roadblocks. So can you talk to me about some of the biggest challenges that you faced, whether it was deciding to to create ECA, was it getting it up off the ground, building partnerships? Talk to me about some of the challenges you faced in that journey. I mean, honestly, it was all of the above. I'm not going to lie. It was, initially, I didn't want to start my own business. I thought it'd be a terrible idea and a lot of extra work. Wow. I didn't want to do. Okay. Um, which, it is a lot of extra work. Um, <laughs> But it's been completely worth it. Then, like, the first couple months were, like, extremely hard because I had no idea what the hell I was doing, which, I mean, I still don't. But it's it's just, like, people tell you, when someone tells you something's really hard, right? Yeah, well, yeah, of course it is. It's, it's so obvious. But then you actually do it yourself. You're like, wow, this is really hard. That's kind of like when I started the business. It was just a lot of the business aspects I didn't fully understand, right? Until you actually do it. Like taxes, getting advisors, right? Filing for taxes, right? Um, making sure everything's up and running. Doing site maintenance. Because because we were bootstrapped, right? It was all basically just me to start off. So it was a lot, a lot of research just to do. But it's I wouldn't say... It's gotten easier because once you start to scale up, there's all a few challenges that arise, but it's gotten more streamlined because I've, I've started to build up my team, which has made it a lot um, simpler for me to manage everything. We've grown, I'm, not lying, I'm very surprised we've done so well so quickly. <laughs> um, I've gotten, what is it? I think over 12 students hired in the past, I want to say like 14 months. Not I have to calculate, but uh, we probably generated over close to 400K new salaries for them. That's um, since they've started with us. So it's been like really insane to know that I've played even the small part, a part in them, like being able to change their lives and the lives of their families, right? And breaking inside this field. So it's just like a really cool feeling to have. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So I think, so I started my own business back in, I started speaking professionally back in 2016 and yeah, the challenges are definitely plentiful. Like you, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, right? Like trying to figure out marketing and like packaging your product and who to reach out to. And it is all very overwhelming. But what I hear from you that I want a lot of people to know is, is number one, just keep going, right? Like you are very clear on what your focus is. And it's just figuring out how to just be innovative and build solutions for all the challenges that that you face. And then the second thing I heard from you too, Ken, is once you get those challenges figured out and your business moves to the next, the next level, you're going to need some help. There are going to be new challenges. So don't let the fact that there are challenges really deter you from, from pushing forward. And I also really, really love that you measure the impact that you have on people's lives, right? Because men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So congratulations on a really successful launch of ECA. I think you should be amazingly proud and I'm, I'm certain that you are. <laughs> Thank you. So I was going to ask about triumphs, but it sounds like some of the wins are the people's lives that you've really been able to impact, right? And help get them placed in positions that really has the opportunity to really just change their lives, right? Anything else that you wanted to call out as like a notable triumph for your organization or even in your day, your nine to five? I would say there's a cool testimonial or yes, success story I'd like to share. My, did you Hazel or should I do? I'll do Hazel. So Hazel Miranda, she's one of my favorite students just because of how, how much work she's put in, how far she's come. So I met Hazel about two years, no, a year ago, a year ago. She was one of her first students. She did the beta program. Hazel graduated from UTA, University of Texas, Arlington. She's she's still is shy, but she was like very, very shy when I first met her. And after two months of working with her to try to help her come out of her shell, she was able to land her first tech at Samsung. Now she's a QA engineer working there. And even after she finished the program, because she's local to Dallas with me, I'm able to be a lot more hands-on with her. So I've just been continuing to develop to help develop those interpersonal skills with her. And she did her first big tech Splunk talk um, last month at the Women's Cybersecurity Meetup in Dallas. She's doing her second one tomorrow, actually, which I'm going to. So this is really cool. I love that. To go from somebody who's very shy to somebody who's leading a talk in front of an audience is definitely not a small feat. So I can understand how that can be such a a notable, notable triumph. So there are a lot of young people. Recently, I went to Afrotech. I go to a lot of conferences, just the nature of the work that I do. And there are a lot of young people who want to work in cybersecurity. Um, There are a lot of people who are looking to make a career change into cybersecurity. What advice do you have for people who desire to work in this industry? I would say part of the first thing is you realize it's hard to get inside this field. It's not easy. The way I've always looked at it is anything in life worth, anything of all, right? Any decent value is super hard, right? You want to be a doctor, that's hard. You want to work at NASA, it's a lot of work. You want to be a plumber, excellent one, that takes a lot of work, right? Let's have that in your mind, right? You can pick your heart and see what actually is worth your time and your money. So once you decide cybersecurity is that, then you're able to go ahead. From there, I would say develop your proper group, right? Because as you scale up and as you become bigger, successful, make more money, get more fame, right? Not everyone's going to be there for uh, to actually see you succeed, right? There'll be people that just want to see you fail, sadly. That's how it is, sadly. You'll figure out who your actual tribe is and who's actually on your side, right? And that wants to see you succeed, regardless of if it benefits them or not. And those are people that you want to keep around. 
And then from there, you can gather mentors and do different training programs, right? Well, those are like the foundation, foundational pieces, I would say, will help you stick out. I like it. So really about learning and really about building connections and community to help you along your journey. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber is definitely not an easy industry to break into. I think one of the biggest reasons is, well, there's the lifelong debate about the unicorn job descriptions and asking entry-level roles to have CISSP. But I think the biggest thing is that there are very few entry-level roles into the cyberspace. And so traditionally, it may actually be a bit easier for people to transition their careers into cyber instead of starting their careers in the cybersecurity space. Let's talk a little bit more about ECA. So what else does ECA have going on? Anything new or exciting in your world? I might have mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm still jet lagged from the <laughs> flight from Tampa, but we do have a new partnership with um, Microsoft Sentinel, not Microsoft Sentinel, Sentinel One. Okay. So Sentinel One is an XTR platform. So think of CrowdStrike. They're one of their competitors, I believe. And we're official reseller with them. So with that, biggest reason I want to do that was to get extra training materials for our students. So we're able to actually teach them XDR concepts, be able to actually play into their platform. Because if you work in any security team or any security organization, think of ReliQuest, binary security, for example, you're going to use like a SIM, a SOAR, and probably an XDR platform. So if you're able to have those on your resume and be able to talk to those in an interview, it help you stick out compared to other people. Absolutely. Very, very nice. So where can people learn more about ECA? Where can they sign up for individual courses? Like where can we find all the goodies that you guys have to offer? So most of our members and most of my team is on LinkedIn. Um, we also have our own YouTube channel as well. And I'm on Twitter. All right. All right. What's your handle on Twitter? Ellington 31 I believe. All right. Ellington 31 And we can also find you on YouTube and on LinkedIn. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging with me today, Ken. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super, super excited about the partnership with WISP, and I'm pretty sure that the members of the WISP community are happy about tapping in. If you're not a member of the WISP community, you need to stop playing and just come on and join us so you can take advantage of wonderful benefits like the partnership with ECA. But I do want to thank you all for hanging with me today and thanks for continuing to tune in. If you want to hear more, you know where to find us. We have new episodes on the last Monday of every Monday as we elevate and celebrate the deserving humans in our community. We look forward to seeing you there.